If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Inside my online program, Fitness Mama, I just love helping support women to care for their bodies during pregnancy, prepare their bodies for birth and support their after birth recovery, helping them feel confident and strong inside out during this important stage of their lives. In this podcast, join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you through every step of the journey. It is absolutely possible to feel amazing and confident in our bodies during this motherhood journey, and I want that for you. Come and say hi to me on Instagram, at fitnessmama, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the Pregnancy, Birth and Recovery podcast. Today's topic is a question asked by a listener. And she asked me, what can I do to help my abdominal muscle separation? So at the time she asked me the question, she was 30 weeks pregnant. This episode today, we're going to discuss ways to help abdominal muscle separation during pregnancy and postpartum. So we're going to discuss what it is, why it occurs, why does it matter if we have abdominal muscle separation And how do we know if we have abdominal muscle separation? And going to provide some strategies and practical tips to help you care for your abdominal muscle separation and things that you can do to help support it. But before we do dive into this question, I invite you to come and join us inside Fitness Mama with a seven-day free trial. If looking after your abdominal muscle separation or caring for your body during pregnancy or postpartum recovery is important to you, then you've got everything you need available to you inside Fitness Mama. If you're after some convenient, short, easy workouts that you can do from the comfort of your home, perhaps it's at the end of a long day at work, perhaps it's whilst your bubba is kicking around next to you on the mat, or perhaps your toddler's running around, then Come and join us. Head to fitnessmama.com, free seven-day trial, and the link is in the show notes. Right, let's get into this question today. Okay, so as I mentioned, we're going to discuss abdominal muscle separation, otherwise known as DRAM, known as diastasis, known as tummy muscle split. There's so many different terms for abdominal muscle separation. And to be honest, I don't love the term abdominal muscle separation. It's... um, but anyway, that's what's most well known as, and so that's what I, the term I'm using today. But I might also be referring to it as diastasis. So we're going to discuss it both during pregnancy and after birth. As I mentioned, we're going to discuss what it is, why it occurs, why does it matter if we've got it, how do we know if we've got it, and what can we do about it? So abdominal muscle separation, it happens for a multitude of reasons, Um, It might be a combination of hormonal changes or genetic. Uh, We've all got a genetic predisposition to potentially some issues more than others. So perhaps your mother had a a larger dram. Perhaps you might be more likely to have one. Um, And also it happens due to the growth of the baby. So obviously a baby is growing and the baby has to go somewhere. So your abdominal muscles stretch and to help make way for the baby. So if you've got twins, you might have a larger abdominal muscle separation. 
And as I said, 100% of women do have DRAM at some stage in their pregnancy. So it is totally normal. But why do we focus on it? Like, I think we do need to be careful with social media. There can be some scare tactics and, you know, don't do this if you've got abdominal muscle separation. Don't do this and do this. And, yeah, so just I think that's why I'm doing this episode today because there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of people get worried about it when really at the end of the day we're all going to have it. So if you do have it, don't stress. We just might want to be aware of it because it might predispose us to injury. As you can imagine, if your abdominals are stretched, pregnancy in general, we're more likely to have back pain and pelvic girdle pain. In fact, most pregnant women and the stats, they do vary from research trial to research trial, but can be anywhere from 25% to 75% of women who are pregnant have some type of pelvic girdle pain or back pain. So it's, and that makes sense, doesn't it? Our main part of our core is compromised. Our abdominal muscles, which are really important for our, our core control, they're, they're stretched. Our base of our core, which is our pelvic floor muscles, they're stretched with the weight of your baby. Your ligaments, which is at the back of your core, like if you think about your core as a cylinder, like a, a can, a cylinder, you've got your front, back, top and bottom. Your back's compromised because all the ligaments and the hormonal changes, it's a bit of extra movement. And then the top of the core, so your diaphragm area, that's also at a different length tension relationship. So we are in pregnancy, we are more predisposed to injury. So why does it matter if we have it? As I mentioned, it might predispose us to back pain. So just being aware of that can help to, even that awareness can be really helpful because it might just make us look at what we're doing in our day-to-day activities. And secondly, women might be worried about aesthetics. So quite commonly, I get approached and someone might say to me, Kath, I've got DRAM, I've got abdominal muscle separation, it looks like I'm still pregnant, how can I help it? And so that's where the postnatal rehab and working on our core muscles and working on our abdominal muscle separation might help. But I am skipping ahead because I will be talking about some strategies to help if you do have abdominal muscle separation postpartum. So how do we know if we've got it? There's there's two ways that we can really have a clear understanding if we've got it. Firstly, it might be obvious just by looking at your tummy and looking at your tummy when you're doing certain movements. So looking at your tummy, if you're lifting up something or getting up off the couch or even with particular exercises. So if you're seeing a doming or a peaking, perhaps you're getting out of bed and you're doing a bit of a sit up and you notice what I call the Toblerone effect, then that's a sign that you might have abdominal muscle separation. Once you've had your baby, there tends to be less of the doming and peaking sometimes. And that's where if we pop our hands on our abdominal area, you can feel the separation. So if you're quite familiar with your anatomy and um, your abdominal muscles, you might be able to self-assess. This is something I do teach my mums inside Fitness Mama how to self-assess, but for more accurate assessment or if you've got any other, if you're not sure what you're doing, 
you might need a healthcare professional. This is where a women's health physiotherapist can help assess your abdominal muscle separation. And I do just want to quickly say here, when I used to work in the hospital system and see women straight after birth, often it would be, we'd discuss pelvic floor care, we'd, you know, check to see if they'd had any tears, and we'd also check abdominal muscle separation. But even for women who, after having had a baby, don't have much of an abdominal muscle separation, like sometimes I would get worried telling, so let's say I see two people. One woman has got maybe a four centimeter diastasis a few days post-birth and another woman has less than one centimeter diastasis. Sometimes I wouldn't like I had to be careful how I told the woman who had less than one centimetre post-birth because, and this was mentioned by my sister-in-law, she said to me when she had her baby, she said, oh, no, I had no tears and I don't have abdominal muscle separation anymore, so, I'm, you know, things are going really well. And, and she felt that she could get back to doing things sooner and she felt perhaps she didn't need to do postnatal rehab because she didn't have abdominal muscle separation. So I do just want to put a little bit of a caveat here. Even if you don't have abdominal muscle separation in those early weeks post-birth, you still have weakened muscles because you've still had nine months of pregnancy and stretching on your pelvic floor and core. So whether or not you do have abdominal muscle separation post-birth or you don't, I think, and if you've been listening to me for a while, I think all women need some type of postnatal rehab to help them recover and rehabilitate rehabilitate and get stronger post-birth. But I digress again. So how do you know if you have it? You can often see it, especially during pregnancy. Um, Sometimes you can't, but the other way is by what we call palpation and feeling the, the, what you're actually doing is just feeling the sides of your abdominal, your muscle, your rectus abdominis, and you're, you're noticing the gap. You're noticing it's, it's not quite as simple because it's not just a length um, issue. It's not just a size issue. We also want to know about your control and the integrity and how, uh, and, and again, this is getting a bit complicated and that's why I do encourage each and every one of you, if you've got any questions or concerns, do go and see your local women's health physio. If you don't know where any are close to you, feel free to send me an, a message on Instagram at fitnessmama and I can help point you in the right direction if I can. Okay, so now let's discuss some t- practical tips and strategies if you do have abdominal muscle separation for both pregnancy and postpartum. And there was something I actually forgot to mention. I talked about how genetics, you know, we can't really control whether or not we get abdominal muscle separation. As I said, 100% of women will have it by the end of their pregnancy. But one little tip or thing that might be worth noticing is if you, with the whole genetic side of thing, if you've got stretch marks or if you're hyper flexible, like really flexible, these two things could be signs that you're soft tissues are stretchier. So these could be signs that perhaps you might have more abdominal muscle separation, but not always, but tend to find there is a bit of a correlation between women with stretch marks and women who are really flexible. 
Okay, now let's get into some tips for both pregnancy and postpartum. Firstly, as I said before, always be guided by your healthcare team and your doctor and your women's health physio, because at the end of the day, hopefully they know you and your situation and they should be able to provide you with an individualized plan um, based on your specific situation. So secondly, here are some tips that you could consider. Number one, wear some abdominal support. So abdominal support where there's lots of different types out there. In terms of research, it's a bit flaky from what I'm aware, but from personal experience with three babies and I had quite, I I had a very noticeable dram for my second pregnancy in particular. And I, I know that abdominal support wear felt good. Like you can imagine if everything is heading south and you're feeling heavy, I remember putting on the support wear and just feeling that sense of relief. So I do have a whole podcast episode about different types of abdominal support wear that I will link in the show notes. So I'm not going to go over that again. And there's also an episode coming up in the next few months about just an updated episode about different support wear. So, um, Otherwise, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram again at fitnessmama and I can see if I can recommend some options for you. Some, uh, just quickly, everyone always asks me about brands. I do love Solidea. I, SRC, are really well known. And lastly, it used to be Lenny Rose Active, but they've recently rebranded and it's now called Everform Therapy Wear. Now, one thing that less people know about is if you're based in Australia and you've got private health insurance, in some of your extras, you might be, you might be able to apply for a rebate. Um, So that's something to check with your private health insurance company. If you do get abdominal support wear, you might be able to, yeah, as I said, get a little bit of money back. But, um, I can't advise anything more. For more information, check your private health insurance company and they should be able to give you some more information on that. Okay, number two. So number one was abdominal support wear. Number two is being aware of lifting older children and toddlers, heavy toddlers. And the reason for this is, as I mentioned, we are more predisposed to injury and back pain and this is really I am such a believer of prevention over cure. And if we can prevent you getting aches and pains and sore in the first place during pregnancy and early postpartum, amazing. Because there's nothing worse than being in pain, discomfort, whilst you're pregnant and whilst you're caring for older children especially. So pregnancy is a time to start to think about ways that you can lift less. So discussing with your partner in the home, can you get any steps around the house so that they can wash their hands independently, get on and off the change table with a little bit more help. Um, We often have a, we had a cuddle couch where I would sit down with my kids for a cuddle rather than picking them up to cuddle. Just really encouraging that independence with supervision, obviously, for safety, but as much as possible. And this, I found as a mum, it was much kinder to do this during pregnancy 
rather than waiting till you have a newborn baby and you arrive home from hospital and you say to your toddler, hey, look at this new baby we've got, um, but mummy can't lift you anymore because I've got to lift up this new baby and I'm not allowed to lift you anymore. So rather than, I know you wouldn't say it like that, but rather than um, surprising them postpartum with, because I'm sure you've all heard of, there's a lot of those recommendations in those first six weeks to avoid lifting anything heavier than your baby. That's whether or not you have a vaginal or a cesarean birth. And that's because we really want to, it's, we really want to protect the muscles and enhance that recovery postpartum. So getting back to pregnancy, the sooner we can start to implement the strategies, the sooner your toddler gets used to it without suddenly (laughs) surprising them postpartum and, and suddenly not lifting them at all. Okay. Number three, similar sort of thing, but hopefully if you've got a diastasis, you've got a pregnancy specific workout program that you trust. So some beautiful exercises to help strengthen those important muscles and to help care for your body at this stage of pregnancy. And again, hopefully it's something you trust. So if you don't yet have a pregnancy workout program, and again, I know I'm biased, but as a physiotherapist, as a mum, after helping hundreds of women with their postpartum recovery and research, we know that if you can be exercising during pregnancy, that helps with your postpartum recovery outcomes. So let's find a workout program you trust and you know where I am. If you want to come and trial free for seven days, head to fitnessmama.com. The link is in the show notes. On that same tangent, if you've had your baby and you've got a diastasis, let's get you a a postnatal specific workout program that you trust, that includes your postnatal rehab, that includes your those important core muscles that's diastasis friendly. And again, you know that Fitness Mama includes that for you. They're all physio approved workouts and you've got a seven day free trial. And then the last two tips are to, and it's a similar sort of thing again, but avoid exercises that cause the peaking and doming. So that includes lifting your toddler. You will probably notice if you lift up your toddler, you'll if you look down at your tummy, you'll see a doming and that peaking that I talked about earlier in this episode. So we just want to try to avoid that extra strain and stretch that's happening to your abdominal muscles at this stage because they're already stretched with the separation. And a really lovely practical tip is log rolling in and out of bed. So if you don't know what a log roll is, oh, this is amazing for both pregnancy and those first few weeks postpartum when your abdominal muscles are really weak. But rather than just lying down in bed and then sitting up, which is probably what you used to do before you're pregnant, let's when we need to get up out of bed, we first of all roll onto our side and then we use our arms to help push up into sitting as you swing your legs over. So it means the log roll is referring to your body staying a a bit like a log, so it's staying nice and still. That is really helpful too if you've had back pain. So that's it. That was six tips. If you do have abdominal muscle separation, number one was abdominal support wear. Number two is being aware of lifting older children and toddlers. Number three is get yourself a pregnancy-specific workout program you trust. And number four, get yourself a postnatal workout program you trust. 
Number five five is avoiding exercises or activities that cause the peaking and doming. And number six, log roll in and out of bed. That's it, ladies. Hopefully that was practical. Hopefully that was helpful. Come and join us for a free seven-day trial, fitnessmama.com, and the link is in the show notes. That's it, ladies. Have a fabulous day, and I look forward to you joining me very soon for another episode of the Pregnancy, Birth, and Recovery podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember, an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.